A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochran Firm. KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. We are coming to you live from Culver City. I am Brian Dunn, sitting right across from my best of all friends, Mr. James Oates. How are you doing, Jim? Brian, I didn't want to rattle you before we came on the air today, but I got to tell you, there's a conspiracy, man. There oh, is no. A, there is a plot against our radio show. Oh, no. And I know it because every week we come in, either Frontline or NPR does a show on exactly what we were going to talk about. I think they've got our, maybe our cell phones are bugged. Do you think that? They're listening to us? I'm not sure, but uh, it's so interesting that you bring that up, folks, because as you all know, in this particular show, A Nation Divided, we like to look at uh, the things that draw lines between us as Americans. We like to think about the things that create conflict, uh, the things that sometimes are not uh, neatly spoken about. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about today is very personal to me because I spent so much time uh, dedicating my life to the law and to the Constitution of the United States. And it involves the concept of the First Amendment, but more directly, it involves what is called fake news. It involves the concept of the media becoming an advocate for a particular political goal or a particular candidate, and sometimes putting the concept of the truth secondary to the type of uh, advocacy or bias that that particular media outlet wants to purvey. Let me give you some examples. There have been many people who have said that CNN constitutes fake news, MSNBC constitutes fake news. There have been many individuals who have said that Fox News is simply an arm of the conservative party, an arm of the Republican party. But notwithstanding all of those divisions, one of the things that we're interested in is what happens when a media outlet gets it wrong? What happens when there is the deliberate reporting of false information? And folks, as as we move forward with this discussion, we'd like you to join us. But one of the things that I always love to say, put your... History books aside, it doesn't matter if you have an education in the subject. It doesn't matter if this is something that you have studied. It doesn't matter if you've even graduated from high school. What we're interested in in this particular show is taking the temperature of Americans. We want to know what you think in your gut. And if you're ready, I'm going to tell you what the question is going to be for this hour. Should the reporting of false news be a crime? It's that simple. Should the reporting of false information be something that is not protected by our freedom of speech? Should it be something that we look at as a crime? Now, we're going to invite the discussion at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, if you'd like to join the discussion, and this is just a fireside chat, folks. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. And as we start to delve and peel the layers back 
on this very complicated subject. One of the things that we're confronted with is the fact that we're living in an age that is quite unprecedented. And one of the reasons why it is is because people are not just getting their information from newspapers and from radio and from television outlets. They're also getting their information from that pesky device called the Internet. And there are all of these uh, programs, such as Facebook, such as Instagram, such as Twitter. Tell us a little bit about how that makes us different, because you've always done so much research on the subject, Jim. Well, it doesn't. We don't have to go that far, Brian. There's all kinds of research about uh, our ability as human beings uh, to filter out information, why we do what we do. Even you and I were having a discussion earlier. We were kind of arguing about how we've evolved as a species, right? right. How? Why do we react? the way we do to negative information, for instance. That's an example. It sells, number one. Absolutely, of course. But 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 in a, in a deeper way, why do we do that? Do, do we react to the negative information because it's like a survival instinct? It's something inside us? And that's my argument, and I know you argue against that, but right. but there's research that's really solid. And well, it's people all are getting place, more information now from Facebook uh, than they are from regular news. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay, just, we can go into that. We can go down the whole social media uh, road, and I'm sure that we will, and we probably will get that maybe in, a, in another show, but but even if you just take the news that's available now and you ask people to filter it out, right. people – there are studies that say that as we age, we lose our ability – actually lose our ability to filter information. There are studies that, that say that, that kids have – are not able to discern the difference between good information and bad information. So you've got – on the two ends of the spectrum, you've got people as we age, we have a harder time filtering information. That, that, I mean I think, think people probably kind of intuitively know that. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end, you've got – Young people who don't have enough experience to be able to compare the information they're hearing to what they maybe would have heard before, say, when they're an adult, and know whether that's right or wrong. Wow. So, folks, listen, if you're listening, we'd love for you to join the conversation. Uh, It doesn't matter if you're a professional or if you're someone who just has an opinion. On this particular show, every opinion matters, and we respect every opinion. And what we're interested in is not the learned treatise. We're not interested in the person with all of the letters behind their name and all of the degrees. We're interested in the average American in terms of what it is that you feel in your gut. Because we have concluded on several occasions in this show that we're living in an unprecedented time. And one of the things that is unprecedented is that we are uniquely divided as a country right now. Things seem to be separating us and it seems like those divisions aren't really making a lot of progress at being healed. And when we conceptualize this, uh, this term, which is being bandied about so much, called fake news. Fake news. It's something that we really have to consider because in many cases, some of the news is not true. Some of the news that's being passed off as uh, being legitimate, sometimes you have reputable news outlets that are reporting this. But, Brian, it's not just a matter of whether the news is true or not. It's a matter of how people react to it. Exactly. So, like, you, people have heard the terms confirmation bias. I mean, it, it, people kind of hear that. You know, we know what that sort of means. Confirmation bias, the idea that you're looking for information that kind of already agrees with what you believe going in. Mm-hmm. But then here's another interesting term, motivated cognition. Right. right? Here's a study. This is a study of this uh, article in Current Biology. It's one of these Scientific American magazines. But here was a study that they did of adults over the age of 60, and they were talking about their ability to filter out information. Right. And what they found essentially is that there is this motivated cognition, this idea that not only do you not filter it even, but the way you learn new information, the way you consume that information 
is motivated by what you already believe. And folks, we want to know what you believe. You can join the discussion at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. The topic of the day is, should the reporting of false news be a crime? Should people actually be held accountable criminally uh, for deliberately putting information out for mass consumption that they know is false? And one of the things that makes this unique is that we have a pretty concrete basis for believing that this is a unique problem because there's really hard evidence that uh, external influences, foreign countries, have inserted themselves into the discourse of American political talk for the purpose of dividing us. This is something that is not uh, up for discussion anymore. Sure. I mean, yeah, the Department of Homeland Security, it's a, they released a thing. It's probably about six or eight months ago. I've got it right here in front of me. But, yeah, the Department of Homeland Security released this thing to the public to basically say, watch out for the information you read on the Internet because there's people really trying to put dis misinformation Correct. into our system. For the purpose of creating conflict, we'd love sure. to talk to you at 1-800-222-5222. Gil from West Hills, thank you so much for Hi, chiming in. Welcome to love a nation the, divided, the brother. Love Absolutely, the we are dying to know what you think. Please, it's a great, it's a great question because I think there's a lot of uh, the very irresponsible spreading a rumor. Yeah, and a lot of people think that. Like yeah. you said, it's, you, you, uh, a journalist is only a journalist if they've investigated the source and found out if it's true. Right. Just send it to the masses. Right. And when they don't, just I'm a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. If I make a mistake, I'm going to get sued. Absolutely. If, I do if, you, it, if you make a mistake in it, your job and your occupation, a very good point, you Gil. get in trouble or maybe you lose your business, right? That is a great oh, point, I'm going to get sued, but I also have insurance. If it's an error, errors and omission, then it was a mistake. Okay, then my insurance is going to take care of it. Right. If it's fraudulent, I knew what I was doing, and I did something against you know the oath I take to, to protect right. my clients. Right. I'm going to get fired. I could get thrown in jail, and my insurance isn't. Well, care and that's a great example, Gil, because, you know, somebody who studied the First Amendment a lot, that wouldn't be protected. I mean, you can't, for example, if you're selling a product, you can't overstate what it's going to do. Uh, uh, VW got into a lot of trouble by saying that their products, their, their Volkswagens were were environmentally friendly when in reality they weren't. Uh, you had a, a whole lot of situations involving food companies that say that they're, you know, that their their product will boost your immune system when it's completely bogus. So not every type of speech is protected. Cigarette companies. Yes. Oh, the of course. Cigarette companies fraudulently misleading and killing people. And journalists just hide behind, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, why don't you wait a day or two before you release this irresponsible information right. on right. both sides. But that's not good for business, now, Gil, I'm going I'm to have to take this a step wait. further because uh, we're going to have to actually get a little bit more intense with the discussion. What's happening now politically uh, is that we are in a situation where there are stark divides between uh, Americans based on, uh, for example, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're not a Trump supporter, are you liberal, are you conservative, are you Democrat, are you Republican? I, I'm 51. I've never lived in a time where those divisions were more stark. And when you start thinking about the concept of news, you have outlets now who seem to, instead of reporting the news objectively, there's so much bias inherent in the programming that it seems like they're actually trying to go uh, to support a specific political goal. And these are situations where the uh, discussion becomes very significant because the lines in terms of what are being reported 
are being blurred so much. And I'm talking about both sides, folks. And one of the things I want everyone to know that's listening in your car is that we're not Republican or Democrat here. We are people who are generally trying to elevate the consciousness of Americans so that we understand each other better and that we actually get along better by not uh, being forced to hate each other, uh, not using the uh, influence of another country to divide us or, you know, a, a politician or anyone who may have disingenuous motives. If you'd like to join the discussion, folks, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. We're a nation divided. Should the reporting of false information be a crime? You have to pay money sometimes when this happens. You get a slap on the wrist. But should we take it to the next level and really enforce some accountability? I don't know where you went, Gil, but I would have loved to have heard your opinion on that. Steve from Pasadena. Welcome to A Nation Dave. Divided. Uh, Hello, we are Steve. dying to know what you think. And folks, before we get to Steve, if you'd like to join the discussion, you may have just tuned in. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Should the reporting of false information, fake news as it is sometimes referred to, should it be a crime? Should it be something that is taken very seriously? Steve, we are dying to know what you think. Well, uh, first, aloha. Thanks. It's a good uh, topic. Um, I think one one great example of what you're discussing is look at look at Ronan Farrow, the investigative journalist, uh-huh. and uh, he's uh, truthful. He's uncovered uh, uh, some I- incredible information, and you've got uh, I think it was NBC that uh, tur- it's, it's a mega company that turned a blind eye to and and refused to. Uh, put put his information out, and later on, this came out in his his book. Right. And he's he's constantly constantly uncovering dirt uh, and truthful dirt that's worth reporting. Um, but uh, because of bias, the news agencies that uh, you know that 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 have folks that that have the the dirt uncovered right. will will walk away from that. Right. You know, one of the things that you're bringing up is very important because y- y- you are getting we're getting into a point to where the the accuracy of information is becoming less important. I I, I have a uh, you know I've been I've been practicing law for 25 years, 26 years. It used to be whenever there was a topic on any subject, you would get a call, uh, whether it be from the Times or whether it be from uh, the uh, the Post or th- there would be someone who was called a fact checker. And that person would basically, their job was to determine the accuracy of any facts. Uh, Folks, we want to know what you think. We're going to have to take a short break in a moment. But the issue is, should the reporting of false news, fake news, as we call it, should that be something that we take more seriously uh, as uh, as a society? Or is it just going to be a free-for-all? Are folks happy with the way things are going? Uh, When we come back from the break, I'm going to talk to you about an experience that I personally had with Mr. Bill O'Reilly. A few years ago when I was on his show that kind of brings this home, uh, we'd love to hear from you folks. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-5222, and we're going to be right back, folks. And- 
Welcome back, folks. We are KBC. It's a big country. Absolutely. The big country, Brian. AM 790 Talk Radio KBC. You are listening to Brian Dunn and James Oates coming to you live from Culver City on a nation divided. Uh, in this particular instance, we're starting to understand why it is that we are so divided. And, and one of the things that's different uh, about the way that the news has evolved is it used to be that you had basically Dan Rather, you had Walter Cronkite, you had the CBS Evening News. And these are kinds of shows that we grew up with. I grew up with personally, having been raised in the 70s. But you could always kind of trust that the person that was uh, giving the news was someone who didn't have an agenda. Yeah, you could trust the old guy. You knew he was actually telling you the truth. Yeah, right? he, he, and he looked sincere. That. And, you know, he was like somebody that was, well, let's just say a little different than Sean Hannity. Or uh, Rachel Maddow. It was just a little bit different. Uh, but one of the things is that you always kind of could rely on it as being true. Uh, everything that you heard was uh, something that you could take to the bank. That's not really happening now. Not and only that, has there been a, there's been a decline, right? So the Pew Research Center, they've got numbers on that. Even just since 1997, it's, been, it's declined by 50% the number of people in the United States of America that, that say that they trust the media. Right. So we're not trusting the media anymore. In fact, media is being vilified in many ways. Why is this? And what should we do about it? Folks, the issue is uh, when we have a situation where a news reporting agency is actually reporting information that is false, uh, should the government take action? Should that be a crime? Should it be something that is uh, not just satisfied with a fine? Should it be something that we take more seriously uh, as a nation? And obviously you're running up against the First Amendment. But folks, we're not interested really in whether or not you've gone to law school. We're not interested in whether you have a degree. Uh, what we want to know is what is your gut telling you? Uh, we have a, a situation where news reporting agencies are not so much reporting the news but as they are advocating the interests of a particular side. And one of our primary goals here is we want to get rid of the sides. We want to get rid of the divisions and we want to get into a, to a place where we can kind of understand a little bit better about what everyone is saying and why they're saying what they're saying rather than just attacking each other. If you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Should the reporting of false news... Be prosecuted. It's been in the past. It's happened before. And, and there's certain things like defamation. I think CNN just settled a gigantic lawsuit uh, brought in connection with a rally uh, because it was determined that they had some exposure. But what happens in a situation like that, folks, is when a case settles out of court, there are stacks and stacks of documents that must be signed that are quote unquote confidentiality right. clauses. No one ever gets to see And that you never really get yeah. to talk about what's happening. And, you know, we have a situation now where. The media, you can't really trust what's no. being told because there's an agenda. I'm going to tell you guys about a story. Uh, in 2005, I represented the mother of a child. He was a 13-year-old boy who was shot dead by the Los Angeles Police Department. He had been joyriding with a friend. And the mother, a single mom, had been out working uh, during this period of time. And the way that the, the shooting happened is that the, the car had careened into a wall and the officer that shot into the, into the car thought that the, the car was moving towards him, being used as a weapon. But I was on the O'Reilly show, the O'Reilly Factor, and basically there was an interview 
And I didn't really know what I was getting into. I was I was somewhat naive. But he turned very you were young hostile. And you were yes. young and naive, yeah. yeah Bill turned... O'Reilly's so nice to you <laughs> off the air. You really thought that's the way it was going to go. He's well, such a nice, gentle guy. He, uh, you, you can see the interview. It's from 2005. But he turned very hostile on the air, just very hostile very quickly. And, you know, I had to parry back and forth. But I noticed I was the last segment on that day. And he was bl basically blaming the mother for the death of her son and all of these things. But after the show was over... He had a completely different tone. He was very compassionate. And rather than attacking the mother as he had two minutes earlier, he was saying that he wanted what was best for her. He said, I hope that she's going to be okay. Is there anything I can do? And his last words to me were, you know, Dunn, I really want you to take care of this woman. And I was thinking, well, why weren't you that nice to me when you were on the air? Yeah. You know, where was yeah. that compassion when I was trying to figure out how was I going to be, uh, you know, how I mean, was I going to get through I'm it? sure he is a really nice guy. I'm sure he's a great guy, but he's got a role to play. Exactly. And the thing is, that's what kind of hit me because they would, they would like have these segments and he would go, it's un-American, it's wrong, and it's just unethical. And they'd be like, okay, we didn't get a good take that time. The light was off. Oh, we're going to try that one more time. Okay, three, two, one. It is un-American. It's yeah, unethical. Right, right. And all these, it, but the thing that really struck me, folks is that it wasn't so much news as it was a show. And it wasn't even so much a news show as it was a show show. And Bill O'Reilly was a very different character to me when I met him personally. He was so nice and so compassionate. But he plays a hard-charging, really kind of... Uh, Abusive but, character. But see, this is one thing, though. That's that's opinion, right? So right. now we're, we're in opinion there. But, I mean, there have been – we there is no doubt that there are times when the news reports on something and they get it wrong. Now, if they get it wrong, just like – I like the color that we had earlier. If they get it wrong and it was just an error, they, were, they made a mistake and maybe they even make a retraction or they come out later and say, hey, we got it wrong. That's one thing. But there are news organizations that put out stuff sometimes – that truly is wrong. And, you know, back in the old days, like this, I love this example here, like of, of Lincoln. In, oh, in, yeah, the Lincoln in 1864, example. yeah. In 1864, Lincoln actually ordered the military to go seize two New York newspapers uh -huh. because they actually put out a fake news thing back in those days. It was saying, wrong. Yeah, it was, it was wrong, saying that he had, like, set up a second kind of conscription or something like that. But the point is that they actually prosecuted, the government prosecuted, and they arrested the guys that were the writers of that article. Now, that doesn't happen these days. Well, and, and one of the reasons why is that we've just we've blurred the lines because if you look at Fox News, there are many who argue that that is simply uh, a, report, a, a biased right. reporting. You yes, look at CNN, it, there are many that argue opinion. that CNN yeah, it's is not false, really news. Yeah. MSNBC. Yeah. So, folks, we'd like, to, we'd like to hear your opinion as to whether or not something should be done about this. Uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, one 5222 should the, the reporting of false information on a mass level be something that is a crime? Uh, Brian from Simi Valley, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. Hello, Brian. We yeah, are dying to know call. what you think. Please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, it definitely comes down, um, like you were saying, freedom of press, freedom of speech is obviously all, uh, you know, serious and good in this country. But uh, what needs to be happening is we need to uh, identify, you know, what is, you know, for lack of a better term, tabloid television. Right. right. And, That's and, a good point. People, What's the National Enquirer? Uh, in other who, words, yeah. Hey, they get it right most exactly. of the time. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> right. They actually do. <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. some of yeah, them. But Brian, go ahead. To, there needs to be a legal, a legal, uh, you know, definition. Um, you know, while I don't think the news should be regulated. Uh, I do believe the television stations should have a, wow. uh, a mandated reporting policy. That's a great um, point. That would, it's not that you know, bad, classify actually, yeah. them as either, you know, because journalism isn't necessarily reporting, you right. know. And, and, Absolutely, uh, it, Brian. Like we got a lot of journalists out there uh, printing their stories. 
Yeah, it's and, like the it's uh, like the no disclaimer. The public to verify it's it. like the disclaimer right. that Good you point, get on Ryan. when you buy like some kind of bottle of pills or something that says, you know, this is not for this purpose or this is not for a, this is not recommended or whatever. Right. Well, one yeah, of the interesting thing that Brian's saying is that Brian is saying that we should put it on the onus of the of the actual purveyor, the, the media outlet. And you know, everybody knows about the the scandal that Facebook was involved in. Uh, we have some pretty concrete evidence that Russia uh, had its fingers all over Facebook. Uh, with the specific intent of just dividing Americans. I don't think Russia cared about who won or who lost. There are many people who may disagree with me, but they were interested in the divisions and in stoking the divisions. And Facebook came out and said, okay, we're going to do everything that we can to verify our news and to verify that the truth is coming out, whether they succeeded, whether they didn't. But I think, Brian, you got, you're hitting something that's really important there because you're saying that it's, it, it should be on the outlet. Now, what, what about a situation where you have a Fox News or you have a group that actually has an agenda? Because this is something that is somewhat new, okay? We uh, right. grew up in a world where you didn't really – there were only really three channels that showed the news. I don't even think 11 was Fox at that point. But it's like – Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah have, they have an agenda, and there's some specific – uh, ends that they're trying to get. And should something be done under those circumstances? Brian, don't go anywhere. Mark from Pasadena, uh, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. Uh, you know the oh, hot hey, topic that thank we're you. dealing with. And, I think uh, I like where Mark's going, too, yeah. So anyway, man, I want to I hear your thoughts. And folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, this is not a complicated uh, topic. In my opinion, I don't care if you are a First Amendment scholar or if you're calling from prison. We would love to hear what you think because we're really in this show just trying to take the pulse of average Americans. And because this is a very important topic because we think about what we think, but we don't think about how we're getting information and how we're being influenced. And or that's what something we do that, with it, what we do after we get the information, point, how we Jim. act or how we speak to each other. Yeah. Great point. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can call us at 1-800-222-5222. Mark from Pasadena. What's yep. going on, brother? Tell us. Hey, I think if, if you're really going to be serious about it, then say, uh, YouTube has thing where if you get three strikes against you. Right, I heard about that. Right, infringement. Right, then, right. Th then you get kicked off. In this case, why not just suspend their FCC license for like a week? Well, that would watch cost. What watch what happens to the advertisers and the people who go. That watch it. Well, one of the important things Mark is saying that the government should just take some some initiative and pull the plug. Mark, have you have we conceptualized? And this is such a good point. How many billions of dollars may be lost <laughs> if, if YouTube <laughs> right. was off the air for a week? And you know, when we think about how important it is, you got to think about these are money making ventures. Fox News is a money making environment. CNN, these are these are groups that that are turning out you know millions and millions of dollars every week. You might be tickling the bear here. I mean, really? Yeah, because yeah. there are people well, who want to see. The reporting on Fox News, it reinforces a lot of their beliefs. That's just an example. But the advertisers that are paying for that space want a lot of people to be watching. They want people to be watching that show. Yeah, but it, that's but that's the problem. The news has gone from being actual news right. to actually being yeah. entertainment. Entertainment. Right. And the right. thing is, the shows are exactly. I, I, I liken it to... WWE will tell you it's not sport, it's not wrestling, it's right. sports entertainment. It's an entertainment right. thing. Well, Mark, let me ask you this: If you had a child, okay, I, I don't have any children, but if I, this is kind of an example. I have three. Well, okay, how old are they, brother? If I may. Uh, one is nineteen, the other two are sixteen. Okay, would you tell your kids as they're growing up through adolescence 
that if they're watching the news that they should look at it uh, skeptically? Should they have a filter, for example? Should they not believe everything they hear? Or uh, is it just a matter of a free-for-all? And, you no, know, what, I, would you I, t- I, how did, what did you tell your children about this? Well, my thoughts were, look, you, you cannot take everything that you hear at face value right. without doing research. Right. It's well, the that... same thing when you're, in, when you're in school. The teacher may tell you something that may be totally wrong. But you don't know that till you go and research it yourself. But do you think, Mark, as you sit here, do you think that the average American, and again, I'm, that's what we're most interested in, the average American, mm-hmm. do you think that they really have a filter? And like, for example, uh, it was reported, I, I saw this on an agency, that that uh, the murder rate, this was during the time of the election, uh, one of the agencies said, well, the murder rate is the highest that it's ever been in 45 years. Now, that is designed to appeal to uh, a law and order type mentality is designed to appeal to a person's fears, but it is patently false. It is just absolutely straight yeah, up no wrong. no numbers actually support that. Yeah, in fact, it's the exact opposite. Right. So you have the person that hears that might say, wow, we're in a dangerous time. Uh, the murder rate is, is 45% uh, higher, and it's just not true. Do you think that the average American uh, in the average uh, community is going to hear that with discernment and say that's not true? I mean, what do you think? Well, Mark? I, well, I think if like I, I've gone away from a lot of the local news programming, and I've and I've used more like the BBC, right? In this case, because the BBC, by their design, by their by their design, do regulation, is, yeah. it's regulated, but yeah. it's also you know more objective. I'll tell you, if you guys want to get a, a, tr- a trip out. Uh, you'd be surprised at how accurate Al Jazeera is, really. You'd right. be very surprised. Sure. Mark, don't go anywhere. We want to get back to you. Uh, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. We want all opinions here. There is nothing that is going to be scorned. And most importantly, uh, whatever your thoughts are, they matter to us. Because what we're interested in is the way that people think. And we firmly believe that if there's going to ever be a move in the right direction, it's not going to come from our leadership. I think we can probably figure that out. It's going to come from folks just like you. Well, you know, Mark Mark actually had a good point, though. He's talking about FCC and regulation. We've done right. shows on this in the past. Absolutely. We, had, we talked about the, the progress, you know, how the FCC evolved right. and, and how all that came about because it was a new technology. And, of course, part of our problem today is not even just that we're facing new technologies – but even the existing technology of TV has been – it's being used in a way that it never was used before. We have more channels than we ever had before. Hundreds. Right, and we have more right. ways to get those channels. Right, uh, and that's, that's a great point, So maybe, maybe the evolution with the FCC needs to occur. Who knows? That's probably a, a, a great topic. Uh, Michael from El Segundo, uh, we got just a little bit of time. Uh, I'm going to have to get to you after the break. Don't go anywhere. Uh, I'm going to get everybody that's holding right now. But it looks like it's time for us to move on. Mike, we're going to start with we'll you. We'll get back to you, Mike. Folks, in this wonderful big country that we have, we must think about the fact that we're always going to disagree, but we have to respect each other in the manner that we disagree. Are the media outlets that are giving us information getting a little bit out of control? And if so, is there something that we should do to impose such control, folks? It's us average folks. We're going to figure it out. We'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Welcome back, folks. Uh, tuning in to A Nation Divided. 
I am Brian Thomas Dunn, sitting across from my best friend, Mr. James Oates. And we're unraveling a pretty complicated topic, folks. It involves constitutional dimensions, but we are more interested in what your gut tells you. Have the media gotten out of hand in the country in terms of the biased reporting, uh, in terms of the fact that you can't always believe what you hear on the news anymore? Uh, and is this something that we should take uh, seriously as a, as a group? Uh, because it's folks like us that are going to make a difference if there's going to be a difference made. Uh, if you'd like to join the discussion, you don't have to have any letters behind your name, just a heart and a desire to make this country as good as it can be. You can weigh in at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, a nation divided, 1-800-222-5222. Mike, our old friend from El Segundo, how are you, brother? Actually, I got a cold. I have a cold, so my voice is hoarse, but I hope you can hear me okay. All we got right. you. We, we sound good, man. What do you think about all of this stuff? Okay, I'll make up three or four points really fast, um, but really important points. First of all, I've seen very extreme fake news, even back going back to the 1980s, especially campaigning and lobbying for gun control and for basically a general left-wing agenda. But it's worse today than I've ever seen in my whole life. We need to do several things. Number one, we need to reverse the Supreme Court decision, New York Times versus Sullivan, which raised the standard of proof so high to prevail. Now, for those of you who may not know what that is, I'm going to give you a, a quick law school education. New York Times versus Sullivan was a defamation case where I was it Jerry Falwell, if I remember. I'm not sure, but it, 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 was, it, it was a case in which the Supreme Court basically said in order to be held liable for defamation. Now, that's just basically saying something wrong about somebody else. If it's a public controversy, you have to have a very high standard of malice. That means you have to actually be proven you really have to, to, to have intended yeah. to hurt someone. And that is, folks, almost impossible to prove. So these defamation cases are getting harder and harder to prove, which is really taking the shackles off. And of the furthermore, it's liable against an individual or a group, right? A corporation. It's We're not talking about – in a way, what we're talking about is like liable against the entire country. So right? you're saying do away with it, Mike. What are your other points? Yeah, okay. Second point is the news media should be held accountable like any other business that produces defective and dangerous products. Wow. The news media, fake wow. news, causes yeah. people to lose money right. in investments. Wow. They believe the news media. It causes people to vote for political candidates that right. really mess them up and mess their business right. up. It's like our real estate buddy that called in earlier. I mean, he said he does his job every day, but if he lies in his job, he gets into trouble. Mike, you're making great points. I need one more from you, and then we're going to take a short uh, detour because Jim has a pretty okay. important story. Go ahead, Michael. Thank you. And there should be criminal liability. Look, how many yeah. other countries would allow people to totally undermine their government, their um, constitution, if they have a constitution, None. to totally undermine None. the people and get away with it? And to, I mean, we have very organized, orchestrated fake news media undermining our constitution. Some from outside of the country, country. too. Yes. One of the things, Michael, you have to understand is there's a reason, in my opinion, why that amendment is first. And that's something that is integral to our, our, our society, the freedom of the speech and the ability to say something negative against the leader. Uh, that's something that you just don't see in, in Russia. You don't see it in totalitarian states. You've never seen it in any, in any society where individual freedoms are are But they're abusing discounted. the First Amendment to Absolutely. attack the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment to attack, uh, the Sixth Amendment to attack the whole Constitution. 
I hear you, Michael. I'm going to have to put you on hold real okay. briefly. Uh, Jim, tell us about the situation in China. And Charles and Rick, we're going to get to you in just a minute. Go well, ahead. you know, I'm looking at an article here right now, or I'm a printout. And so the coronavirus thing has been a big deal in the last the couple of weeks. The coronavirus? You've heard about this, right? No, I, about I just know about beer when I it's think the about the It's the latest deadly corona. virus that's kind of like the whole, uh, <laughs> that, like, remember the bird flu thing that people had the bird oh, yeah, flu? Okay, yeah. Everybody's going to die, get right, the bird right, flu. Right. Now, I am not saying that this is not a serious thing. This is a legitimate health concern. I'm not saying that at all. But... Yeah, I'm looking at this uh, Twitter post that was reposted at the Hal Turner Show's website. Now, they post this thing up that says 23 million people quarantined, 112,000 dead. Got this big, scary picture of the people with the hazmat suits on and stuff in China. Totally, completely false. And that's going to get people afraid. That's yeah. going to make people think I, that, I, that, I, you know, go, that this virus is coming like, home to them. I'm like, really? Come on, give me a break. So I go to look this up. There's like, there's been 41 deaths in China and like 1,500 people have been exposed or whatever they've contracted. There are like two cases in the United States. I get it. It's a serious thing. Very big deal. But 36,000 people, right. 36, people a year die from the regular flu in the United States. And we're, I mean, this thing, I don't know, it kind of feels like it's getting blown way out of proportion. And it's going to make people afraid. It's going to make people afraid for the wrong reasons. Sell a sure. lot of, of gas masks. They, they go run into the store to buy medicine or whatever. It's a big run on all of that kind of stuff. And people, it, what it does is, is it breeds fear. Right. And you got to be careful about if someone wants you to be afraid, and what are they this? saying to me? Or wants you to be angry, are they controlling your emotions? Could so be the, folks, it could uh, be Charles the mask manufacturer that's doing it. It could be another country that wants to mess us up. Who knows? Absolutely. Thank you, Jim. That's a wonderful point. Now, folks, if, if you're holding, uh, we're going to get to everybody that's on the phone. My producers are just telling me we have to take a short news break. Please stay with us because we want to hear from you. And if you'd like to join the discussion out there, we'd love to hear your opinions. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. We're going to break for a few minutes, and then we're going to come right back. Uh, so we really want to hear from you. And the question is, should the media be reeled in? Are they going too far? Is bias in the reporting something that we should take seriously, folks? We're going to be right back after this short news break. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we had to take a little break for news. Uh, back with the nation divided. Back, uh, break for the news. Break for the news. Could we trust that news? I don't know. I don't know. Did you look it up? Did you discern whether I it's didn't even true have a chance or to vet false, it. folks? Yeah. We're at an unprecedented time in our nation's history because news is sometimes not really news. It's more advocacy in the context of being couched as news. Uh, we have quote-unquote news shows that are highly rated that generate billions with a B dollars worth of, of revenue to corporations. And when you think about the fact that these corporations are making so much money off of the reporting of these shows, we start to wonder what's really going on here. And what I'm interested in, folks, what Jim is interested in, what the Lord is interested in, is your opinions. And it doesn't matter if you have a degree. It doesn't matter if you have uh, no pennies to your name. I think that the nation's pulse is always going to be decided 
by average folk who are basically passionate about making this country as good as it can be. We are passionate about us not trying to destroy each other as a nation. That's something that, that well, Jim and I feel very strongly I, about. I got to kick in on that right there too, Brian, because that's the thing. It's unfair to expect everybody doing their job, whoever they are, certainly news reporters, to get everything right all the time. That's unfair. And, and I, don't, I don't even mean to, to insinuate that, I, that I'm mad because people get it wrong sometimes. But my question is this. How should we then react afterwards, right? You talk about like uh, – we always talk about this, you and I, about being a nation divided and what's, what divides us, what holds us apart. How do, why is it that we can't have civil discourse? And so then you got to ask yourself the question, OK, well, you listen to some news report and maybe it resonates with something that you think. Right. But then whether you know that's true or not, how do you then take that information and use it? Beautiful. Uh, Charles, uh, I want to thank you for being so patient uh, from Long Beach. Uh, welcome to a nation divided, brother. Hi, and Charles. We are really dying to know what you think. If you'd like to join the discussion and you're out there listening, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1 800 222 5222. Charles, what are we Hello. going to do about this situation, brother? Very effective topic. Thank, Thank you. you. My suggestion is that all news reporters and elected officials wear a a lie detector device. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Nope. Okay, would that apply to me? I, I'm technically a member of the media. We're technically reporting. And, uh, Wait, I think I'd, I'd kind of get turned on <laughs> if I was getting I shocked periodically. Like, yeah. I, I, that would really love being shocked every <laughs> once in a while. I, I might like that. But anyway, Charles, keep going, brother. Yes. Yeah. Now, and the way it's going to work is that instead of wearing a cuff around the arm, we put a bark collar. <laughs> all right well okay. charles that's awesome that's awesome i mean i can only imagine the lawsuits that would come as a result of that it probably but, works uh, on radio i don't know if it works on tv so though it's kind of like what, doesn't look good on tv to have a, what no, the, the average other, person doesn't understand is how really fundamentally unreliable those lie detector tests yes. really are but uh charles if you perfect the test okay jim and i will invest in it for sure it's a perfect let test me, absolutely yeah let me add one comment. I uh, was a Navy pilot for 20 years. Navy pilot? Wow. Thank you for your service, brother. Thank you and, for your service. And I managed large medical groups for 30 years. There wow. No what a great American we, we have on the tolerate. phone here, folks. Go ahead, Charles. Keep going. Yeah. There's no way we would tolerate any lying at all. In the military, you could die. You could cause death. Sure. In Absolutely. Medicine, yeah. medicine a, a wrong surgery, a lie, a lie on the test. Why is I mean, There are segments of our people that do like to tell the truth but it's just that small segment that reports such lies it's driving everybody crazy but they have a the small segment has a very large influence uh charles thank you so much for your yeah. service and thanks for weighing in don't go anywhere we would like to get back to you if you yeah, have the time I'm come back to you uh, rick from lake balboa i want to thank you for being so patient and folks if you'd like to join the discussion we'd love to hear from you we're going to be going all the way to the bottom of the hour right now uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. This is a nation divided. And we're interested in right now addressing the issue of biased news reporting, sometimes false news reporting. Uh, this is something that I didn't grow up with. Uh, this is something that is somewhat unprecedented. Should something be done about it or should we just let uh, Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and everybody else just run all the way to the bank with billions and billions Rick from Lake Balboa, we're dying to know what you say, Hey, Rick, brother. you're on. Thank you so much for thank being you. so patient with us, brother. Oh, listen, it's my pleasure, and, and thank you for having me on. There's two points so, I'd like to make. Number one, uh, regarding the media. Yeah. Now, I know that both sides of the aisle, you've got your cheerleaders. Yeah. I understand. And yes. they're very irritating. Between <laughs> the two, though, right. 
Yes. You know, between the two sides, though, I will have to say that the left media, which rules so much of this country, newspapers, uh, not so much talk radio, television, etc., they've become an arm of the Democratic Party. I'm a a little tired of it. And one of the things, Rick... Sorry. Yeah, there's so many people that agree with you that you, you have to understand that this is a this is a very widely held belief. When do you think it happened? Do you think it happened because of the Trump presidency, because of Trump's power, because of his emergence as a political force? Uh, is it something that existed before or is it just when do you think all of this happened? Because so many people agree I, with you. I think it started actually back with Clinton. Uh-huh. Anyone that's and anyone that is so beloved I guess either on either side, actually, you're going to get a real visceral response. And I think that many people loved Clinton. It didn't matter what he did or what his moral compass was. They loved that man. They thought he was the greatest president for the United States. I don't think they loved him very much during those impeachment proceedings that happened back then. But still, whether you believe it, it, it's funny you believe what Rick's saying right now or not. I believe whether, whether you believe that there really truly is that hard a connection. You know, Steve Bannon. He's kind of famous for saying it, and I can't say the word on the air, but he's famous for saying flood the zone with, you know what, right? Because he identified not Democrats as the as the adversary, but as the media. And so, and you know what? And, and, and he folks, was kind of successful as a campaign person, so maybe he was onto something. And when you think about it, what, what's happening now is that one individual or one force can have an awful lot of control if they have enough money and ingenuity over uh, getting information to millions and millions of people. We have social media now. Uh, as everyone knows, uh, that's been a subject of a lot of problems. I think we have pretty concrete information that in 2016, that was the vehicle uh, that Russia used to uh, divide our nation. Now, it's interesting that the Homeland Security has, uh, Department of Homeland Security has issued a report saying that foreign governments don't care who wins. They just want to divide they us. They just divide us. As yeah. a nation. And it makes us weaker, which then makes them stronger. Yes. The, the, the second point I wanted to make, if you don't mind. Absolutely, sure, Rick. Thank this, you. This is, about, this is about the news media in general, which I really hate. It's not even necessarily political, but it is somewhat political. The news seems to be, and maybe it was always this way, I think that part of it has gotten worse as well. If they can cause more irritation, more fear, Good more point. anger, Ooh. more resentment yes. in the society, they jump for joy. Well, because it's good for business. Anger, at least, you know, if if there's some new shows, I'm not going to mention any names, whether they're left or to the right. But it seems like the very purpose of the show is to make people angry, is to invent something that they should either be afraid of or angry about and continually harp on. And if it's not false, it may be just information that is taken so far out of context. I, I've got summary from a research paper right here. Now, this was done in, from a, a, a German university, right? So it takes someone from outside of the United States where they don't have the same entertainment-driven media yeah. that we've got now yeah. in the United States yeah. to see this. But this was a, a study from Frederick Alexander University. But basically, they just identified psychologically how negative emotions trigger these powerful responses in people. So and much more than positive emotions. Like, so much more. And so it's almost like a drug. And so when you do hit the negative, just like Rick's saying, and you hit it in the news, it's going to sell more Absolutely. and people are going to tune in more. Well, 
it, it, it is irresponsible. It's right. taking what, li- you know, life is like, say life is a big 80-inch television screen, and the postage stamp is bad stuff. There is bad stuff in our society. Yeah, I, I think it's taking up more than 80 inches right now, though, brother. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So the news media takes what realistically is a postage stamp size of bad news and makes it the entire 80-inch screen. So my final comment is let's get back to reporting the news, not X stored X, you know, uh, um, not selling it, right? Uh, well, Rick, not not uh, what's the word extort when you extort something, not extort, um, right. distorting it, yeah. distorting what it. You're trying to say, thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank Rick. you, Rick. Thank you so much yeah. for calling, folks. We'd love to hear your opinion. If you, thanks again, Rick. That was wonderful. We'd love to hear your opinion, folks. And again, as I always like to stress, it doesn't matter how intelligent you sound or how much like uh, someone that's not. So we just want to know what you think. And it doesn't matter if you're a scholar, if you've studied the Constitution, or if your favorite thing is to read the funny pages in the paper. We just really want to know the opinions of average folks driving in your car. Uh, Has the media gone too far? Are we getting to a point to where uh, the conceptualization of truth has not become important? And should there be something done about it? Should there be some stiffer penalties for the false reporting of news or the or the taking out of context uh there have been so many uh things that have been reported for example about immigrants and that have just been false and now again i'm not going to call anybody out because we're not left or right on this show we're just about trying to understand the concept of how someone's thoughts can be controlled by another person well, you know, I'm kind of curious to know, too, Brian, like the people's examples. We've had a couple already people that right. called in and had examples of it. And here's the thing. Not all of us are experts in everything, right? right. We're not all expert utility company workers. We're not all expert medical professionals. Absolutely. But, but I harbor the belief that Americans are very, very intelligent. They are. And right. that's the thing. There's, there's someone out there that was listening to a news report one day right. about something for the utility companies and said, right. that's total BS. Right. Those guys don't know what they're talking about at all. I hear right. it all the time as a pilot. They'll say something and I go, man, that is absolutely not – that's not even technically possible. But does the say. average person have the but ability the to discern? know that. Now, I want to get to some folks. Uh, I'm going to go back to Tony uh, from, from Santa Clarita. Tony, do you have any children? Hey, Tony. Hey, uh, you know, in college, there's this new major called opinion journalism. Like, opinion what journalism? That? What college is this? Is this what something? What college is that? Yeah. Or, or do you I know? About it. Oh, that and, is so heavy. And, uh, you know, I went to high school with some people that ended up on NBC and CNBC. Right. And they considered themselves more like an entertainer because when you go on their bio... Uh-huh. It is fake. They have a fake age. They don't even claim they went to high school in Los Angeles, and they're in my yearbook. <laughs> and and they basically think of themselves as actors, where they can make up whatever history they want about themselves. And but you think about it, who's going to hold them accountable? Nobody. Is there any? Is there any mechanism where they can be reeled in? Uh, because anyone can say that any information is fake now, because we've seen this. And when 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 we were in high school, they used to go to journalism camp. And, and when they went to journalism camp, they would meet up with people that were going to politics camp. And they met up with people who eventually became politicians. Wow. Like, in, and one of them is in the Senate right now. All right. It's, it's uh, like, it's incredible. I knew a journalist person in my high school went to politics camp and met up with someone who's currently a senator when they were in high school. Wow. So, folks, listen, Tony, thank you so much. And, and one of the things that he's getting at is, are, are these people real or are they actors? 
And I, I talked about a situation that I had when I was on the O'Reilly Factor a few years ago. And the impression that I got of him when the cameras weren't on was completely diametrically the opposite of the way that he dealt with me when the cameras were on. And I was left with the impression that this is an actor. I was left with the impression that he is playing a role uh, that is designed to further the uh, interests of this very highly rated show. Now, whether he believes it, whether he doesn't believe it, I'm not going to get in between a man and his ability to make money. If people are liking the show, they're liking it. But the question is, it was so laden with a bias that it almost wasn't a, a, a something that should be called news. It's something that should be called, uh, I don't know, something different. Opinion. Uh, it's it, just opinion. You know, it's, it, it's not really... Right, it, but it should be couched in the context of opinion, don't yeah. you think, Jim? Infotainment, infotainment. There you yep. go. That's what I mean. And and that's the thing. It's a it's about what it, it, I got to give this example because we were talking about this before. Go I ahead, gotta brother. say this. Okay, so I go back to the. I remember this is gosh, maybe twenty five years ago, right? So yeah, I was just out of high school, uh, maybe my first second year of college. Yeah, and during the summers, uh, working in the summertime. Radio's on, listening to Rush Limbaugh. Now, he was fairly new at that point, right? It, he was a fairly new invention, and people were crazy about Rush Limbaugh. So He's not listening. someone I would call unbiased. No, well, exactly. Right. But back then, you know, you don't really know. I mean, I, okay, the guy's clearly right-leaning, maybe. But, I mean, back then, even, there weren't those same – the, the divisions weren't as stark as they are now, right? So, right. But I'm listening because, you know, it's entertaining. It's kind of fun. It's interesting. And then he starts into this thing where he's talking about – the sea level rising and global warming, right? Way back then, right? Uh -huh. and, he, and he makes this comment and he says something to the effect of, I'm paraphrasing, he says, everyone's seen a cup of water with ice in it that when the ice melts in the cup, the water level goes down, not up. Therefore, this thing about global warming and sea level <laughs> rise is completely false. And I thought to myself, at that, at that moment, I decided I'm never going to listen to this man again. And I thought to myself, okay, Maybe he's really not so stupid that he actually believes what he just said, but there probably are people who are listening. Who a lot do of people believe it. believe it, and you know, a lot and of people are taking even, everything he's saying as but, at face value. But my point is, I'm listening to him. I'm thinking, wait, they're not talking about the ice inside the water. They're talking about the ice up on top of the land that's going to melt and go right. into it. And then they're talking about the fresh water displacing the salt water. And it, even back then, I thought. I mean, how can you even it, say it, that? It's striking you as wrong, but what it is, it's, it's, it's reporting technically true facts, but it's taking them so out of context. Taking that them it's out giving, of context. It's giving right? the wrong yeah, impression. Exactly. Yeah, right. Folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can join us at 1-800-222-5222. We're going to go to the bottom of the hour. Once again, 1-800-222-5222, a nation divided. Uh, we're in a very unique age, and one of the things that we want to know is what the average for, well, I don't think any person is technically average, but in terms of just what we think as Americans, if you're watching some of the current events, some of the things that are happening in Washington, some of the issues that are going on, you may be left with the impression, as I have been, that it's a circus. Uh, I am not Democrat or Republican. I am not right or left. I just would like to see our elected officials do something other than try to destroy one another at all times, because it just doesn't seem like it's going to do anything to tackle the problems that face us, such as educational disparity, wealth disparity, the issues that are really holding us back as a nation. And when we start thinking about the concept of news, it's almost not news anymore. And where does a person go if they really want to know the truth or if they really want to know a fact? And one of the greatest things I can impart to anybody who's listening is that I, I had several mentors, but the greatest mentor I ever had in college told me, you have to be aware of the extent to which your thoughts affect your emotions. Now, that sounds very basic, but it's just 
thoughts can affect emotions. And one of the things that was very important to him, to me, was he said, you must only think your own thoughts. Don't ever let another person influence the way you think. Now, there are so many individuals that are watching, whether it's CNBC, whether it's Fox, whether it's CNN, these so-called news agencies. And there's so much anger that is uh, engendered by the manner in which the news is reported that you can actually feel your blood pressure rising when you're actually watching this sure. stuff. Yeah, and because is they're it true? feeding is it on negative true? emotions. Yeah. Well, there, fear and negativity. But, but, see, it's just, a, got, and it, but it's not necessarily true I go is back, the point. I go back to the example of uh, what happened in, in 1864 with Lincoln ordering the shutdown of these two newspapers right. until they figure out who did this thing and said it wrong. Now, Our great president uh, stifled the news uh, media by throwing them in jail because yeah. they got it people, wrong. Anyway, there, going, there are people who still come down on that. And, and okay, yeah, so that was an infringement of freedom of speech from a certain point of view. But here's the thing. I go back to that on. It's just like anything else like a the, our guy said before a label on something that you buy at the grocery store right. that sort of tells you this Great is good point. for you or bad for you now i don't believe they're held accountable as commercial speech right. you can't I, lie about and it and i don't believe in trying to regulate all of this stuff to death or have the government really get that involved but at the same time you and i've had this conversation recently that the press and the the impartiality of the press it's as important as like a judge being impartial. It in absolutely court. should be. And it's, it's that important to our democracy because, and our founding fathers said it. Our founding father, Sammy Adams, said this. Right. That that that, uh, and I'm paraphrasing that that the that our press was critical to having a free and fair well, and we open have democracy. to have freedom of the speech because a democracy can't exist without that flow of information absolutely it has to happen it's the first amendment but it's got to be reason. right information well you know you're talking about the advertisers red bull got spanked so hard for saying they had this ad that it you know it gives you wings which is was, was articulated to mean and makes you more intelligent it makes you more because of all these things were false they got hammered uh, and had to pay a gigantic fine but it should be something that's more serious than that michael from el segundo i want to get right back to you brother now, I got a question for you, Michael. I, I don't know what your situation is. Do you have children? Do you not have children? But if you oh, had I, children, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Ask your question. I have some if, really important points to make. If you have children, what do you teach them? I mean, they're, they're going to be exposed to oh, lots oh, of information. Right and what there's going to be bad them? information. You right. can't some avoid of it's bad false. information. Exactly. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, listen, I, I would teach, uh, everyone should teach their children what my mother taught me. My mother taught me how to read before kindergarten using phonics. And then she so also very yes. wisely taught me to, number one, do not believe everything you read. Number two, do not believe everything you see on television or hear on radio. Pause briefly. Do you think the average American feels that way? Do you think the average American is similarly taught that? Or do you think that there is that level of discernment? Is there a veil between what the average people hear and what they feel such that as your mom taught you. Do you think, Michael? I, I don't know, but there's a big problem. The problem is it is human nature to believe things, even falsehoods, if they're repeated many times by one person, Amen. Sure. by Amen. many people, or worse yet, repeated many times by many people. The news media all reports the same news originating from the same propaganda source. And it reinforces the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Right. Repetition can be very effective in manipulating the human consciousness. Right. See, repetition is very effective for teaching and learning. Unfortunately, it's also very effective for horrific propaganda used to incite people to kill other people, used to get people to vote, to elect people who will destroy our country. And our or just hate each other. Or just... It, hate each other and think that some other American is responsible for their problems in a manner that is just not true. 
Right, you're absolutely right. Hitler created a culture of victimhood. So did Muhammad to incite their followers. And all of those, all of those countries had no First Amendment. That's they had no freedom of speech. If you said anything against Hitler, you were going to disappear very quickly, and, and your family was going to disappear. The Nazis, Hitler's National Socialists, they passed laws that said Jews can no longer have jobs or positions in the media. They could not be writers or because editors. they understood how important Right, that but the was. other thing is that exactly. Hitler himself, there's compelling argument that his grandparent, one of his grandparents was Jewish. He certainly wasn't uh, German. And, you know, yeah, let me point out something else. Okay, the um, New York Times and the major news outlets, they covered up the Holocaust when it was happening. That is documented they in the They called it new fake book. news. They called the Holocaust fake news so that they could... Yeah. Go ahead. Keep, keep going, exactly. brother. Okay, there's a great book out. I bought it. I'm reading it. Unfreedom of the Press by Mark Levin. In Chapter 6, he documents how the New York Times and other mainstream media outlets knew the Holocaust was happening, knew about it, and they covered it up. And then also... In the Ukraine, Stalin, the communist dictator of the Soviet Union, he mass murdered about four to five million Ukrainian civilians. The New York Times won a Pulitzer Prize for fake news written by Walter Duranty, one of the reporters who was stationed in Moscow, who lied. In his calls, he said communism is working great and the rumors of the famine in the Ukraine are false. All right, Mike, Michael, Michael, I got to I got to uh, put a button on it. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, I personally believe that if Hitler tried to emerge now, the New York Times would tighten him up quickly. That he would have yeah, a lot but, of problems you know, with but, the First Amendment. But now uh, here is the thing. Real though, quickly, here's folks. the thing, though, Brian. People, people do say, and this, here's a study again. This is part of those Pew numbers that like 60 percent of Americans don't. They actually believe that the important stories are being covered up or not talked about. Right. And because because people, they don't trust the media. Crazy. Francis from right. Orange County, thank you for being so patient. Uh, I want to I want to get you to a nation divided. Welcome. <laughs> We're dying to know what you think, Francis. That's not moving. Well, first of all. It just totally irritates me how Schumer, how Schiff, and all these jokers are getting away with what they're saying. We can all see that they're lies. And I'm wondering if anybody has thought about what Pelosi's been doing for the last couple of days since the Senate trial has started. Has anybody noticed that Pelosi's been super quiet? I wonder what she's up to. Is she digging up some more dirt to make us look bad? Well, we don't know. And, and Francis, listen, we're running out of time. Unfortunately, I wish that we could uh, really get into the impeachment trial because we're going to have to do that. But one of the things that Francis is bringing up is, you know, we seem to have uh, ascribed certain people to certain positions. And are we thinking that if you're a Trump supporter, that every Democrat is a villain? If you're a Democrat, are you thinking that every Trump supporter is a villain? Those are the kinds of things that seem to be unprecedented and seem to be happening now. Pearl, real quick, we're running short on time. You've been so patient, but I wanted to get to you. Yes, I'm Tell, here. Welcome to A Nation Divided, sister. We Hi, are Pearl. dying to know what you think. This, this is wonderful to hear dialogue going on. Absolutely. And I appreciate it much because since uh, I voted for Trump, and uh, I have been a socialist in my young life. Yes. And One then minute. became a uh, Republican, and then became a uh, a nothing. Right. I mean, I, I really Pearl. had difficulty both sides. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, Pearl, yeah. So my sorry. our producers we're, we're are bearing down time. on me. Well, it looks like I don't have my point. My point is that I stopped reading papers. I stopped listening to TV news. Right. Because and you can't I trust finally it. found a station. Pearl, I have to cut you off. I'm so sorry. Thanks, uh, Pearl. And thank you for calling. Uh, we are just Hate out of time, that, folks. Listen, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to continue this discussion next week. 
Uh, Pearl, I hope you can call us back. We just ran out of time, folks, but we want to leave you with one concept. It doesn't matter whether we agree or disagree with you. Even if we disagree with you, we love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. All of my love to you. Be safe out there. And we're going to finish this up next week. Have a good one, folks. We'll see ya. A Nation Divided, furnished by The Cochran Firm. 